Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful Thursday morning. Trust everybody has had a good night's sleep. And I uh, hope everybody uh, has a good and wonderful blessed day today. And this will get you started off in the right direction. I apologize for last night's teaching. I uh, know what's going on in my brain. Just was not wanting to, to, to focus on what needed to be said last night for whatever reason. I think the devil was just trying to keep that from going out. You talk about stuff about the occult and things like that, the old devil, um, he don't like it. So he wants to try to hinder that any way that he can. And guess what? Uh, we were victorious to get the word out anyway last night. So uh, uh, I'm happy we were able to do that. So this morning, who do we have? We got Rusty Paul, Angel Dixon, Jennifer Honeycutt, Lois Adams. Appreciate all you wonderful people watching. As always, I see that there are more than that uh, viewing but those are the only names that I see. The reason why I always say that because I don't want somebody to be like, well, I'm watching. Why didn't he call my name? <laughs> I don't see it, so I can't. I don't know who, who's watching. So that's why I do that. So if it pops up, I do my best. Now, there's a lot of times uh, after I'm done, I see where somebody said good morning or something like that, and I didn't see it while I was uh, talking. So I apologize if I miss anybody. It wouldn't, wouldn't hurt nobody for nothing in the world. So... All right, well, let's go ahead at this time. Let's do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Uh, you know, it is... Um, we're supposed to be in uh, a republic. We are supposed to have... Inalienable rights and freedom it amazes me how the those who want to kill innocent babies say my body, my choice, but yet are the same ones who want to force you to wear a stupid mask. If it's your body, your choice, then it should be able to do uh, as you well please. And it always amazes me the double standard, the schizophrenic thinking of liberals is, is mind-boggling and nauseating to say the least. And um, you know, it's one thing I was talking about last night uh, was fascism and how they are willing to take the rights uh, of the citizens uh, for the, uh, what they consider the greater good. And that's exactly what we're seeing. We're seeing fascism at work as, as we speak. Uh, they were just showing earlier uh, AOC, uh, uh, Cortez, whatever I can't pronounce her stupid name, don't really care to, but because I have nothing for her. She's a socialist, communist, low-life piece of excrement that <laughs> I have no use for showing how she was putting on her mask for a photo op, how it had it then tuck it immediately off as soon as the picture was done. It just shows you what they're full of crap. And then uh, they were talking about, uh, you know, this uh, variant was so terrible, uh, why they're not shutting down the border, said uh, over 15,000 who entered in uh, illegally through the United States had COVID. And told them to uh, uh, when let them in and said, oh, just don't get around anybody. You believe that? And yet they want to make our kids wear a stupid mask over ETSU to make them wear a stupid mask. It's ridiculous, man. I'm done. And I'll tell you what, if I, our Washington County schools cave this liberal ideology, um, I'm, I'm going to figure out some way to, uh, uh, to make my presence known in a calm, cool, and collective way. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, you know, there's ways to deal with matters you don't agree with, whether it's you know, going to a school board meeting, writing emails, whatever it may be, making phone calls, which I did yesterday, 
uh, let it be known and clear that I'm, I'm not an advocate for these stupid things. These kids don't need to be wearing this garbage uh, for political agendas. And uh, it's sad to see uh, the, that our freedoms are being quickly eroded away uh, under the guise of protection and security. And uh, guys and gals, we're going to have to stand up because this will only continue to get worse and they will start going after Christians. I'm just telling you because socialism, Christianity, it cannot coexist in the same environment. Why do you think Christians are so persecuted in areas like North Korea and China and different places? Because they can't work. And then if in, uh, without a free society, uh, you know, even believe it or not, I know it's going to sound crazy, but to a certain extent, Germany was considered a Christian nation at one time. They even had a church uh, state church, uh, national church, and uh, uh, of course, you know, we saw what happened there with, uh, in fact, when socialism was in play, when all this was going on with Hitler and the Nazis, we look back now and be like, oh my gosh, believe it or not, many Christians went along with the agenda, and sadly, I think the word we see many Christians going along with the same kind of fascist ideology uh, and thinking that it's uh, biblical for whatever reason, I do not understand. So we need to really be praying for our nation. We need to be praying for our children and our future generations because this country is on a very dangerous and bad slippery slope. I like what Mark Levine said. Uh, he said uh, we are the biggest coward as a president uh, and said that uh, the fact that he is a, uh, was it, um, oh, how did he put it? I don't I agree to tell you, my mind just went blank on me. He called him a uh, uh I more or less called him an idiot. And they said the fact that he's an idiot doesn't really matter, you know. So uh, it's unbelievable. So, all right, let's go ahead and look at our verse uh, of discussion this morning. Looking at Romans 14, 17. It says, The kingdom of God is not, eat, is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. You know, when we look at this verse here, of course, we, we always look at uh, uh, the Roman church at the time. They uh, thought they were spiritually superior and would eat and drink anything they wanted to, which, you know, you think, well, what big deal is that? Well, you got to remember, there were those within the Jewish community who were still holding to uh, traditional laws, uh, that, uh, the Mosaic law, in regards to being kosher and how they ate, things like that. Even though God said, don't make, you know, he told Peter, said, don't call something unclean that I call clean, that, you know, these things are okay. You know, in our discussion in Deuteronomy, that's one thing we were talking about was that uh, there were certain reasons why these restrictions were placed on the Israelites at that time because of their uh, desire to chase after pagan practices. So that's why these things were put in place. And, you know, they wasn't preparing the food correctly and they could have died. And, you know, so, but later on we said it's okay. So they put this into play because they were saying if it causes someone to stumble, not to do it. And uh, good morning, Darlene Barker. And so, you know, that's one that we have to be careful of as well, not so much as in our eating and drinking. Maybe we could, uh, I don't know about you all, I could step away from a little bit of eating. <laughs> See my big old belly, uh, I could cut back a little bit. But uh, uh, we have to be careful not to do anything that's going to make our brother stumble and uh, cause him to sin. Now, you know, that's, that's one thing we can take away from that uh, in looking at this passage in, in regards to what it's dealing with. So we have to be careful about that. If it's something going to cause somebody to stumble, don't do it. You know, I've, I've heard me say, you've heard Dad say, to have a beer, a glass of wine, there's no sin in it. But, you know, we oftentimes speak against it just because most people cannot 
uh, stop at just one, they usually tend to want to do it in excess. Same thing with eating. You know, you see a lot of fat preachers up there, you know, screaming and hollering about, you know, don't do this, don't do that. But, you know, apparently nobody told him that uh, gluttony's a sin as well. You know, but um, and I've had I had a woman leave the church because she didn't like that we were not taking a hard stand against alcohol. You know, and I tried to explain to her that. You know, it, it, that is not a sin in and of itself. Now, if it's going to cause some ass to stumble or, or cause create problems, don't take part of it. Don't do it, you know. And uh, she didn't like it. You know, some people are very, you know, and it almost, you know, to me that borders on legalistic ideals, uh, you know. But again, you've got to do what you feel convicted to do. And uh, I don't even, I don't like even drinking non-alcoholic beverages because, you uh, it just puts me in a place and state of mind I, I don't like being. Uh, you know, I, I've done a lot of bad things that I wish I'd never done when I was not living for the Lord. And just the taste of that puts me in a place and state of mind I don't like. And even though it's non-alcoholic, I just, I don't like it. It was like the other day, uh, it's been about a week or so ago, uh, a little later on my heart to go down here at a place called Tulips there in Dell City and uh, try to hand out poker chips. And uh, I drove my bike down there, saw a lot of bikes over there, and I stopped. And uh, it's kind of funny, really. <laughs> I pulled in. Of course, I had my FLBC vest on and stuff. And when they saw me, you man, you would have thought I was a leper. <laughs> I pulled in, and they looked at me, and I was trying to say hi, be cordial. They turned their backs to me. So I walked in the building, and man, when I walked in that building, shoo, I didn't like it. Where the music was playing, the atmosphere, Man, it just took me back to when I used to go to a lot of bars and stuff, and it just, and it, it really bugged me a little bit. Uh, it just caused, I, I didn't like the way it made me, made my spirit feel. I don't know how to describe it. Anyway, I, uh, the, the women were dressed kind of like Hooters girls in there, so I just had my uh, phone, and I just sat there and watched the videos or whatever, to, uh, so nobody could accuse me of, of, uh, of looking uh, in a direction I shouldn't have been looking at. And uh, I even tried to talk to a couple of people. I ate, and uh, as I was leaving, I thought maybe I'll try again. These guys out front to try to talk to them about the Lord, or try to hand out some poker chips. And again, they saw me, and they—I mean, it was just like parting of the Red Sea. I mean, they just turned their backs, wouldn't even look at me. I, I got tickled and left. You know, I tried. You know, I tried to witness, tried to make an effort. You know, I might try again sometime and get some of these guys to go with me. Maybe in a group effort we can have a, a better effect. But you know, um, just how the Pharisees and those related to Jewish law uh, were, uh, how can I put it, they were kind of like, you know, uh, into it a little bit over little things. That's one of the things this, this passage is getting at, is that uh, they were getting into it over little things, not focusing on the bigger picture. Uh, good, a couple of good examples of this. Uh, there was, uh, I don't know if you, you, the, the name Bob Pierce uh, may not uh, mean much to you. Uh, I don't know if you remember the organization called World Vision. Uh, they helped uh, raise money for those in, in Asia, places for um, uh, those who were going hungry and starving. But said that uh, he was so zeroed in on ministry that uh, he neglected his family. He even had a daughter commit suicide. In fact, the, the organization he founded and started had to fire him because he's very explosive with his temper and how he uh, treated other people. Uh, and and uh, I also read another story where it's talking about uh, is at Christmas time at this church and uh, uh, one group 
said they just want to have a Christmas tree. And it blows my mind if there was even a discussion of this. Another group said they didn't want a Christmas tree. and said that when they come in to bring the Christmas tree in, that uh, one group would take it back out, another group would bring it back in. And finally got so uh, heated that it come to blows. And they, one group started to, to sue the other. And, uh, it's uh, it's crazy because people get so focused in on things they forget the bigger picture. It's like this Bob Pierce character. You know, there's a lot of pastors like that. They get so focused on ministry. They get so focused on numbers. They get so focused on these things they forget the bigger picture of what they're really trying to do in their servitude to the Lord and not to neglect their family. And uh, you know, I praise God for my dad and his ministry. And, and I can also say my dad has always been there for me. He was gone a lot and in the in building. Uh, the church, and he, he says to this day he regrets that. I wish he'd have spent a little more time. But growing up, I always felt like dad was always there. You know, he always talks about how he, he felt like he missed a lot of time. I never, you know, there, you know, I remember a few times when he was gone. I wish he was there. But uh, but you know, I understood what he was trying to do, and that's one thing I've always done personally. And I try to throw on my shoulders. Always put God first, family second, and you know, there's been a lot of times maybe I might have offended somebody or made them mad because I didn't jump immediately, but. You know, my family uh, comes first. Uh, well, God comes first, but you know what I'm saying. My family comes for the, the job. And I don't see the ministry as a simple job. Don't get me wrong. You know, it, it's, it's beyond a career. It's, it's, it's a calling that I, I take very seriously. But we have to be very careful, friends, uh, not to let situations and circumstances to get in the way of what God has called us to do. Wherever one of us called us Christians, to go out and minister. Wherever one called out as Christians, go out and witness. You know, I've told you before, it, it bothers me when somebody says, hey, I know a guy needs to get saved, come and talk to him. You know, well, I don't mind to do it, but why can't you lead him to the Lord? You know, I mean, honestly, that, you know, you should be able to do that. I mean, it's not to belittle anybody or make you feel bad, but you, if you don't know how to lead somebody to the Lord, uh, get the, uh, the track on four spiritual laws, look that up. Go online, go on our website and read uh, the personal savior uh, track that dad had written and you know you should be able to lead people to the Lord as well but uh, uh, but we don't get caught up on the little things you know and remember when we die you know we're not going to be wanting our jobs we go wanting our motorcycles our cars we're going to want our family around us when we die and don't neglect the important things chasing after things that are you know, uh, I don't know insignificant or small or little I'm not saying that the pursuit of ministry is small or little by any chance, but we got to keep our priorities straight. And a lot of people are so hung up on their jobs or careers or sports or whatever it may be, they forget to look at the bigger picture of how you're raising your family and how you're treating your children and to make sure that you are clearly focused on the Lord. You know, it's easy for me to get hung up on numbers and, and you know, looking at across the church because I want to have a, I mean, we have a decent sized church, don't get me wrong, and after the pandemic, yeah, it, it has decreased. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that it hasn't. I feel like we're getting more people back in. But it's still the numbers just aren't there like it was before the pandemic. At least I don't feel like it is. And so it's easy to get caught up on that. And I'm constantly trying to think, you know, how can I draw more people in? And how can I, you know. But the Lord has to constantly remind me, you know, don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about who is there, all right? You just do what I've called you to do, and I will place there who I want there, you know. And I have to keep telling myself that. And I'm still, you know, you know, still doesn't neglect my duty uh, to try to think of new ways to, to draw people in. You know, I, I'm not going to offer people free meals just to get them through the door. I'm not going to offer them prizes and money to get them through the door. There's something you, you know, may scoff at that, but the thing that is, there's churches that do that. They more or less are bribing people to get them into the door. And um, 
I'm not going to do that, and I'm not going to compromise on God's word to do it either. And uh, you know, I, there's a lot of people out there who uh, don't like our stand on homosexuality, and they don't like our stand on politics, they don't like our stand on abortion. But hey, that's fine and good. But if you know you come to our church, you're going to get the truth. You know, there's a lot of churches out there; they're not going to do that. They're going to sit there and pat you on the head and tell you what a good little boy and girl you are, help you find excuses to justify your sins, and send you on your way, and you just go home, go home all happy, go lucky. But the fact of the matter is, we have a job, we have a duty, and I have to answer for what I teach, for what I preach, and what I present to the congregants, to those in the world. But when I put this out online, you know, who knows who's watching this? Who knows the far reaches of the world that this may go to? I've gotten emails from uh, people in Yugoslavia, Tasmania, uh, and um, but where else? Uh, Philippines uh, that have watched. And so, you know, I, you know, I don't know. So I'll make sure that what I teach, what I preach is solid. And if it makes it makes if it offends, then it offends. But I'd rather offend and bring conviction and bring you to the cross and make you understand your need for a savior than to uh, water it down and lead you to the gates of hell. So that's not doing you any service either. So let's make sure that we're not doing things that are going to cause our brother or sister in Christ to stumble. Let's make sure we're not focusing on the little things, but focusing on the bigger picture. Let's make sure that we are putting God first, family second, job, everything else underneath. You know, I like that the the illustration of the umbrella and how all that falls into place. But make sure you're putting God first in all areas of your life. And that's the only way you're going to be content. That's the only way you're going to be happy. And that's the only way you're going to feel that uh, that joy and that peace that only God can grant uh, you. I um, let's see here. I was trying to think. There was another verse. I was trying to think. It was the one before, after fourteen seventeen, that I was going to read. Um, I was trying to look here. Well, to bring it a contest a little bit, what I was talking about, uh, particularly about eating those things uh, that they were doing to the Pharisees. If you look at verse 15, For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. By what you eat, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil. And that's when we come to our verse of discussion this morning, 17. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And the only way we're going to have true peace, true joy, true contentment is through Jesus Christ alone. And, uh, and the only way you're going to be able to do that is focusing on the Lord daily, focusing on His Word, spending that time in prayer is the only way to f find fulfillment, to find true joy and true peace and true contentment. People try to find it through other people and relationships. They try to find it through material things. They try to find it in every other way but that of God. My friends, the only way to achieve true joy, peace, and contentment is through Jesus Christ alone. Focus on Him. Focus on your blessings. Focus on what He has done for you. And quit focusing on what you think you don't have. Praise God for what you do have. Let us pray. Therefore, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us each and every day to serve you well. Help us, Lord, uh, to daily draw closer to you. The Lord says, we draw close to you, you'll draw close to us. And Lord, help us uh, to do those things that are honoring and glorifying to you. And Lord, if there's anyone watching this morning or listening that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I want to lift up our brother in Christ, Robert Bray, who's having this uh, surgery this morning. And Lord, I pray that everything go well, that you cross your complications, that you bring you to full and complete health. 
Lord, I do pray for the family of Jim Kellner as they're having their funeral today for Jim. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would give them peace, comfort, and strength during this very difficult time. Lord, the same with uh, Michelle Harris and Miss Mousy. And Lord, I pray that you be with her and her family as they're dealing with the loss of their mother. And Lord, I do pray for King Penance and Wendy Lee and Ginger Hood and Troy. Lord, I do pray for Linda David Feathers, and I pray that you will be with Larry Dynamite and Jane Kitchens and so many others. Lord, be with all those who are watching today and listening. And I pray that you will bless them mightily and keep them safe and well. Lord, be with us, lead God, and protect us till we meet again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning, and I'm sorry this uh, water pump uh, kicks on and, and makes it a little loud in here, so I apologize. I hope it's not too overpowering. Uh, on the video uh, to where you can't hear and aggravate. But I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.